Blog Talk Radio.
Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, oh come, are ye faithful? First lingering in the house, how's everybody doing this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday evening? It's going on. Now, I... Now, this is going to be a good day. I tell you, God is so good. He is so good to bring us back here for another Sunday, I tell you, with the glorious gospel vibes right here on the Reccio. My name is Evangelist Gopi Pope. Minister Derek Tucker is in the house, as y'all. We are the host of this show today. And uh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Now, somebody's crunching. Now, who in the microphone crunching and rattling bags? It's just a little too early for that. Anyway, so I, I'm, I'm gonna be able to tell you in a few minutes. Just give me a just give me a minute. I'm gonna let I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the world today. Yes, today is the day. Now you know what it shows sound like. Uh, we found the culprit. And before you know. I introduce the rest of the broadcasting uh, people on the broadcast, let me go to Sister Vandy, because I'm going to let her address this. You know, we just talked about it. The person that is, is making the unseen noise, how you everybody doing? Lord, Lord. Hey, she wants me to address the people. How you everybody doing? Greet people. Oh. Let, look, mute, mute him out. Mute him out, because he greeted. Mm-hmm. He is rattling bags all in the microphone. Minister Jared Tuck. This is who is the culprit. <laughs> now, the first one to say he didn't do it, praise be to God. Anyway, back to Prophetess Arcus McCray is in the house, Inspiration Corner. Hello. Hello. Mr. Deborah Drinker in the house. And, hey. not, but, and none other but Dr. Philip Deuce, who's going to be bringing the broadcast today. Oh, I hope y'all will. Well, well, well. Mm. Well, lovely, hey. lovely, lovely day. Lovely day. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely day. Lovely day. Oh, that's a good song. Anyway, but we're going to get uh, the Rattler. To bring us a prayer before we get to come. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today. Oh, Lord. What is that? Right here. Lord, we thank you for another day that you've allowed us to see. We don't, we don't take it for granted. And we thank you for the privilege of serving your people over the airways. We, we thank you for the ability to bring laughter, to bring thought. When it is Amen. Needed, we count it an honor and a glory. And glory. We give you glory. For this privilege, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Oh, we're so glad you've come back to reality. Thank you so much for that prayer. It was just so wonderful without the noise. Thank you so much. Now, as we go forward. <laughs> oh, wait a uh-uh. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> wait a minute. What is going on on the broadcast? We got some technical difficulties. We so sorry, our listeners. Please forgive 
like, oh, my goodness, Jesus. And the stats were so high, you just brought them down to zero. But, um, uh, Master D, honey, um, okay. you know, like, like the older people, you know, I, I know I'm over. Look, sugar foot, you know, they used to say that. <laughs> oh, uh, you all right? You, you all right? I put y'all on mute uh-huh. just to make sure it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh, it, it, wasn't you. it wasn't you. It wasn't you. Wasn't you. We mute you in the system. It is you. So you can just hush it. So I'm <laughs> going to do a special prayer that God touch your heart and uproot them demons <laughs> that's not allowing well, you to hear yourself. Well... Uproot them demons does not allow him to hear himself make that noise. The devil is a liar. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay. Okay. Okay, Mr. D, uh, before you bring the uh, news, we're going to play a little bit of Mary, did you know? Mary, see, hello, come on, baby. Mary didn't get new, but it seemed like Mr. D don't. So we gonna go on. We here. Oh, you got it, babe. <laughs> Mary, my betrothed. You have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen, and the sweetest smile. Don't be afraid. I'm the Lord's servant. Help us! Please! Lady, I believe your son is the promised king of his people. What is his name? His name is Jesus. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you Come on. 
Mary, did you know? Tell me who you are. Your baby boy is Lord of Jesus. all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy was one day rule the nations? Did you know? Afraid of 
see, I bring news, you bring noise. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> Alright. So let's just ask the question, when is enough enough? Today's story, ex Florida police chief is sentenced for to three years for framing black men and a teen. Raimondo Atiziano told a federal judge in Miami that the pressure simply became too much for him to bear. Crime rates in Biscayne, Florida, Biscayne Park, Florida, which is a village of about 3,200 people, remained stubbornly stagnant, and as the town's new police chief, he just couldn't stand for it. Plus, he wanted to impress elected officials by achieving a 100% crime-solving rate. So he came up with a scheme. He decided to frame black alleged criminals for some burglaries and car thefts that troubled most wow. the mostly white community. Now, according to court records, he encouraged officers to arrest persons without a legal basis in order to have arrest effectuated. Along the way, the chief wrote three subordinate officers into the plot. So by the end of his 16 months on the job, Atiziano, along with Charlie Dayu, Raul Fernandez, and Guillermo Revello, conspired in various combinations to falsely pin four residential burglaries on a 16-year-old boy, two residential burglaries on a man later identified as Clarence Desrelo, and five vehicle burglaries on a man identified as Erasmus, and all three are black. He then boasted wow. about his triumphs. Uh, he, he then boasted about it. A few weeks after the team's arrest, he addressed the village council and said, and quote, this year as we stand, we have a 100% clearance rate on burglary cases in the village of Biscayne Park. He hmm. also said, this is the first time I've ever known that to happen in any department that I've ever been in. <laughs> and he continued on. And he was initially adamant in his denials of the allegations filed by federal prosecutors. So now the disgraced 15-year-old accepted responsibility for his, act- for his actions at a sentencing hearing on Tuesday. So my question is this. Why did he only get three years? Yeah, I don't know. He should have got just as much time as he as those other guys were sentenced to and we that say, were wrongly convicted. He's going to do three years. He's, he's going to yeah. probably do 14 months. You know why he got three yeah. years? Because they're telling him you shouldn't have got caught. Basically. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. one of the guys, uh, the uh, one of the uh, accused, Desrelo, he was sentenced for, to five years and deported back to Haiti. So mm. my thought was he should have at least got five years for what he for what he was wow. sentenced to. Now they were actually the charges yeah. were dropped. Mm. Now it doesn't say how much time the other ones were sentenced to, but whatever it was they were sentenced to, the, the charges were dropped. So my thought is he should have gotten just as much time. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you another question. Get something to think about why that didn't make national news. All right. My Jesus. See, because why didn't that should have made national news? And the reason that it didn't make national news because regardless to what people might want to tell, tell, say to us, 
And, yeah, we can walk in places and we can do this, that, and the other, but we are still back in the 1950s. So, so in in closing, this this is the statement that actually kind of made me upset. The right to be free from false arrest is fundamental to our Constitution and system of justice, which was quoted by the Assistant Attorney General, John Gore, and said after Atiziano's guilty plea, law enforcement who abuse their authority and deny any individual this right will be held accountable. Mm. Wow. <laughs> With three, wow. They should have made him an example. He should have got at least 10 to 15 years for that. Okay? At least. Yeah. At least. Mm. At least it shows mm-hmm. they weren't playing. But three years, he's going to do He gonna do 14 or 13 months, and he'll be out. Yeah. Be yeah. You, you, you actually, yeah, you're actually being man. generous. I was going to say about, about a year. No more than about twelve to twelve. Because in most in most in most states, if you do at least a third of your of your sentence, you're up for parole. So in his case, it's be out in a year. That's a direct attack on civil rights. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Donald Trump. Thank you, Trump, for your motivation. <laughs> I thank you. Thank you. He has really stirred it up. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, Trump, for locking us up and throwing away the keys to us. <laughs> that's, his, that's his whole objection. Okay. Well, but that's okay. When I get through telling y'all today, you're going to find out he's thinking. <laughs> well, yeah. that was our gospel news for today, which was really new. Thank you very much, Mr. Derek I'm done. I praise the Lord. I, I'm over there praying. Lord, you need to be news. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Remember, news, not noise. <laughs> uh, next, next week, we're going to have our topic for the day, the Christian church and black America. I tell you, I hope you tuned in because it's going to get ready to go digital. Digital. Right here. On glorious gospel vibes. Dr. Philip Dukes in the house. All right. Here we go. Christian Church and Black America. First of all, I want to say this. I want to um, let you know that black people um, did not come to America to know Christ. That's one of the biggest lies that's told in conservative Eurocentric America. Uh, when you go to their schools or whatever conservative you go to, Liberty University, ORU, um, which I don't advise anybody to go to those universities. If you did, I'm praying for you. Um, because uh, they are white supremacists. And y'all know I'm not a bigot because if I met a white girl, I would have married her. But I have an earned master's degree and earned PhD from conservative uh, seminaries. And I'm not bragging on that, but I need to know why we think the way we think. And I want to prove that I was teachable. Now, when we talk about these things like this, this is what you can't, uh, they don't want you to talk about it, okay? Black people did not come to America so we could know Jesus. We had more information about Christ in Africa before the Catholic Church or before it gets to Europe because in Acts chapter 2, Philip is talking to the Ethiopian eunuch. He was not the only one there. There was all kinds of black people from the Sudan, from Ethiopia, and all those surrounding areas going up to Jerusalem. But you're just not going to see them in the movies because that is not um, politically, socially correct to show black folk 
in North Africa. But you can have all the Greeks and Romans and all that. That's, that's what they want. Now, when we talk about the Christian church, you understand the answer um, to dealing with these social ills is what we call bigotry. Because the Christian church in America has supported bigotry from from the colonies right up until 2018. Let me show you all something about these revivals. In 1790, between 1790 and 1720, you had the first what we call Great Awakening in America. And they were talking about how the spirit was sweeping across America. But the Christian church, and I'm talking about the white Christian church in America, was extremely bigoted. But I think it was just emotional. Yes, some people did get saved, but their hearts didn't change. The second one happened mm-hmm. between 1730 and, um, and 1750. And George Washington was born during that time, and their hearts didn't change. Not all white people were bigots, because that's what I'm after to show you all about this, the black church in America. You see, the problem that we're having today because the church is not standing up, conservative Eurocentric society controls what we call Christendom. They control all the airways, all right? And when mm-hmm. you start teaching about these revivals, they'll tell you all these great things were happening, but those people were mean and evil because they had slaves that they were brutalizing. Go to church on Sunday morning talk about what good parishioners we are, okay? Mm-hmm. Because their theology was bad. They were, they, they were supposed to be serving the same Christ, that's in my heart and your heart, but these revivals didn't change them that much. And even uh, some black historians talk about that. Marcus Garvey said, seems like we're going to have to, uh, in the 1930s, look for a, a black Messiah because Christ has not changed the hearts of whites. But let me get off of that. Let me not go there. Uh, 1790 <laughs> to 1840, you had another uh, great uh, awakening, okay? And this is when some of the Quakers start freeing their slaves. But George Washington never freed his, and neither did Thomas Jefferson or the majority of the, uh, the, the residue of the founding fathers and their families. Mm. All right? And then you had another great revival that started around 1906. That was the Azusa Street Revival. And that gave birth to what we see today, to Pentecostalism and all of these other things in 1906. Because when that, the last revival before that, we had the, uh, a move in America, and I truly believe God was trying to get the Christian church in America to be what we're supposed to be, but it was always separation because of the pride of life. Now, I got to say this like an IS is. Eurocentric mm-hmm. America has always thought that they were better than black folk and that we were less than. They did that from the founding of the country. Even to this day, you don't see real black, black women on TV, cast on TV. Right. The lighter, the better. They taught in the 60s right up until people were less than, all right? And these revivals, some of them, they, they, they didn't change people the way they should have. A lot of them was just emotion. Now, why am I saying all these things about uh, the black church in America? Because you don't hear a lot of folks saying all of this stuff, what we need to return to. There is nothing in the past that we need to return to. Hallelujah. Nothing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nothing in the past. Mm-hmm. Don't be talking about prayer school. We need prayer Prayer school ain't never meant nothing. Let me prove it to you. They had the Bible. The Bible was the first textbook in school. The school started in the church. But if little black Johnny would have came to that church in 1725 and said, I just want to learn, they would say, get that nigga out of here. And if your great, 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 great grandfather went out, they would say, lynch him. <laughs> but they had prayer school. 
It was pseudo. Don't ever let nobody tell you about prayer school. Prayer in school didn't change anything in the 50s when we had uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. White pastors didn't come out. Now, this is not a scathing indictment against white churches. I'm trying to show you about the black experience in the Christian church in America, but yet we became Christians. Slaves became Christians during those uh, revivals in the 1790s and 1820s because a lot of them resisted the faith because they had so such poor examples. And these revivals never really did what they were supposed to do in the heart of changing society because Eurocentric society refuses to walk in love. Now, they'll talk about it. You can go to their church. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. 1906, you had the uh, Azusa Street Revival, and that got separated, and that's how you got the symbols of God because white church didn't want to go to church and be with blacks because they started the inter- what we call interracial marriage, and they weren't having that. And that's how you mm-hmm. got the assemblies of God. There was a split between Parham and the other brother who started it. They didn't have that. Then you had another revival called the Jesus Movement in the 1960s. Here come Pastor King. And you had the hippies getting naked, getting high, talking about peace and love and my black brothers. But the white conservative church, you know they wouldn't have one, didn't want to have nothing to do with Pastor King? Not all of them as a whole, but you only had 2% from what I look at when I say 2% of the white conservative church that was standing up for civil rights. Only about 2%. But the rest of them, they had nothing to do with Pastor King. You can name any large uh, conservative that you want to name back then. You will not see them on a civil rights line with Pastor King holding hand in hand. What you would see was the uh, some of the Catholics, some of the Libertarians. And there were some white Baptists, and they got beat like dogs. But it mm. still was around 2% of them, all right? And you had uh, some, some white folk who came out of the north, but it was not the mainstream of Christian church doing those with Jesus movement from where you got the Calvary chapels. When you hear about Calvary chapels, that's how they came up. Yeah, it was a genuine move of God, but what I'm trying to say, the love of God was not shown. It was not shown abroad. Because God was saving folks, but they didn't go to the next step. Now, here we are today. Do you know you go to white churches, but they don't come to your church? Mm. Mm-mm. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Don't, 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 don't get offended. Now, some of y'all don't get offended because you go to All a right. white church. I'm not knocking white church. Some good white pastors out there. I know a whole bunch of them. But for, but I can put, for every 100 good, uh, you take 100 white pastors, you only got about four or five of them that are absolutely free. Mm. Absolutely free. But they don't come to your church. But you go that. The reason that we go to white churches because a lot of us trying to be accepted because you couldn't even go in white church until the eighties. Did you know that? You didn't go to white church in the nineteen thirties, forties, or the fifties. You didn't. I'm talking about as culture. You didn't do that. Or the sixties. You didn't do that. They would put you out. What happened was Mm. the change came when Mm -hmm. with PTL. I'm trying to give you a little history. Mm -hmm. I want you to see Uh this. If there were two people that Jim made it Baker, huh? fashionable for black people to go to white churches. Now, I know uh, some little spotty places about white, black people going to white churches. And that was some, I got uh, two white people coming to my church, okay? And I ain't got but nine uh, members. All right, nothing. Okay. And, uh, uh, what made it fashionable, what made it fashionable for white people, black people to be accepted, really accepted, was two people, B.B. and C.C. Winning. Because right. you saw something on TV in the 80s that you never saw before. And mm-hmm. um, Jim Baker did that. He put him up because just like Elvis, 
when Elvis got to the was trying to get to the top of his game, he had some black background singers. So All y'all right. know that. All, All right. right. And that was a big thing, right? And BB and CC made it, oh, look at them. And that made it fashionable for us to go to white churches. And there was a great migration to white churches in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand this Christian thing. But as we got into the white churches, you couldn't be black. You had to be uh, colored. Uh, you couldn't be black. And you mm-hmm. had to you had to acquiesce to what we call conservatism. And they mm-hmm. were right and they were moral. And what happened was a lot of black people lost their identity. A lot of black pe- pastors are not involved in the community, and they would start talking about, you know, uh, uh, this uh, uh, liberal and conservative thing. And both of them is just as wicked. The Democrats is just as wicked as the Republicans. Don't fool yourself. <laughs> if you think I'm joking, we just had a black president named uh, Barack Obama that didn't do nothing for black folks. He done more for the homosexual community than anything. He wrote oh, letters okay. for them. Went out on a limb for them. Ooh, they gonna I know what I'm talking about because I look at partisan procedures. They gonna, they gonna well. we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Ooh, hallelujah. But listen, I want you to know that because when we talk about blacks in church, let me tell you what we got to do now. See, we, we, it's, it's another revival that happen. You know what's going to be? It ain't going to be the health and wealth movement to name it and claim it. Uh-uh, ain't going to be that. It's going to be love thy brother. This is why mm-hmm. I be telling y'all, when you hear me talk about Lucicon, don't fool with Lucicon. Okay. Because he has nothing to say to a black man. The church mm-hmm. must rise up and be what Christ has said. See, some of us act like we ain't met Jesus. We act like the founding fathers. We act mm-hmm. like those, uh, those uh, white supremacists and those black supremacists that we have today who talking all that talk, but they don't know God, but they're talking this religious talk, but they don't walk in God. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How can you say you love God and not love your brother? All right, now. Thank All you. Right. See, this has always been the problem in white church, accepting your blackness. Mm. And the problem mm. with black folk is stay black. Oh, thank you. Stay black. <laughs> That's stay it. Stay black. I don't care where you go. I don't care where they offer. Stay black. Be, you be don't have to, to express your blackness to get along with nobody, get no money. Come stay on. black and walk in love. But when you go to yeah. white conservatives, I'm saying because I run in them circles, they don't want you to be black. Mm. That's why you don't see no white conservative pastors standing up against unrighteousness. Oh, come on, let me call some names. Not Jesse Duplantis. Okay. Not Kenneth Copeland. Mm. Not none of those. None of those white pastors. Do you see stand up against the injustice of society today? They always talking about believe God, you can have it. Believe God, get your faith level up so you can receive it. But they are not dealing with the injustice of the poor. And and listen, you go back and do your own study and look at what major conservative white pastors was walking with, walking with Pastor King, and start with Billy Graham, a man who I love dearly. But he was a man of his day. He wasn't going to be seen with Pastor King. See, the, the, the standard has not been set for white folk to walk in and white pastors to walk in. Oh, they're talking about, oh, we got so many people here in our congregation from every race this morning. Look around, praising God. But when you walk out that building, they ain't going to show up in the broader spectrum of society with you to deal with no issues mm-hmm. because they don't have an example. They don't have an example. That example was supposed to be set by Billy Graham, him and King, but you, but you never see him. But you see, you see uh, uh, um, some of those singers, white singers, Joan Baez, who's a Mexican girl. You see uh, 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 some of those uh, j- white jazz singers with him, people in Hollywood, mm-hmm. white folks showing up, but not Christian conservative church. 
So, so let me ask you something. So, now, so, so what about all of, all of the meetings that that uh, Billy Graham had with and and was involved in with Martin Luther King? Yeah, what, when you when you look at those meetings, he had one meeting on an airplane. He had one huh. meeting where they were just no. sitting down talking, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've seen him and uh, Billy Graham and Martin Luther King in meetings together. Several meetings, but they didn't. He yeah. didn't come out and stand with him. Uh, Billy Graham took so down the, uh, the uh, when his meeting was segregated. He took down the segregation lines in his meetings. Did you know that? Mm. He only took them down when he got challenged. They never should have been up. That's the point I'm making. He had okay. several meetings with Pastor King, but he never came <laughs> out and stood with him in the broader spectrum of society. That's the point I'm making because white people do not have an example. That's the point I'm trying to make it. I'm not knocking him because I like the brother, but he wasn't going to take that risk. See, a risk must be taken now today. It's not the risk must, it's on us, black folks, because we're of yeah. age now to stand up and go get our white brother and say, we love you, come on down here and work with us. Right. We love you, come on down here and work with us. That's right. See, the problem is, the reason why white folks don't come to black church, because number one, white folks move on the one and three. Y'all black folks move on the two and four. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you and if I come into a church and I oh, see all these tamarines and stuff beating and y'all fucking and, and, and bouncing up and down in your pew, running around the what place. what I'm talking about. He don't be I'm going to turn and go back to my car. Right. Because mm-hmm. you don't have an example. 
Well, y'all, you have, and today, you have, and today we are not moving forward to make these changes because we black folk of our, are of age. We've been of age. Yeah, we've been of age to produce. We've been of age. Y'all come. Y'all, do we need to have a Lord. part two? Do we need to have a part two on this? And a three. We don't need yeah. to have a part two. I, I got some more. I got hey, some more. That you just I'm out. I'm out uh, do prayer because I want to hear this. I can. Yeah. I can check out today. I'm going okay. to a white church. I can okay. understand All what right. they say. Handle your business, Doctor Boots. That's right. Okay, now listen. When we talk about when we talk about revival, see, revival is supposed to happen every Sunday morning. Did y'all know that? Mm-hmm. That's right. Revival That's right. happens every Sunday morning. Yeah. Every Sunday morning is revival. I never have a, a revival. We're going to have a revival. I never do that. I have revival every Sunday morning. But when we talk about white society, a lot of us got this hands-off uh, mentality, and that came from our bad teaching of accountability. Mm. We don't even like to hold our own preachers' accountability. We didn't have a pastor that to buy a $65 million jet, have his own <laughs> private jet, Uh-oh. but not be directly involved because it goes digital on the radio. Don't do I, and people don't have a problem. I know, but people don't the have a problem with that. And we, can, we our communities can be going to hell in a handbasket. And, and, I'm right. about, and I'm not judging nobody because they have more. Because people tell me that, but, but I operate in pastor profit teaching. So when but I it, say but it's not things, about and it's, but it's not about that. And you know it's not about that. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it about that. I'm not saying about that. I'm right. saying that this. Is, I'm talking about responsible. For us as a people, when we look around with all our problems that we have, we don't collectively get together and do what's supposed to be done. And we as a people refuse to hold our black spiritual leaders accountable when we look around in our communities. Now, as long as they bring up uh, these little, like we got here in my city, I'm talking about my city now, they come out here and they do haircuts. And they do these little clothing things and that little pitly stuff. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, look at what they're doing. I said, but we're supposed to be running this thing. In my city, we got some multi-millionaire preachers, and we don't have one example of a black store in our community where they done got together and said, listen, we, 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 we got the money to do this. Let's put this together. Show them how to do this, this, and this. You know what a preacher told me one time who had one? He said, well, dude, God telling you to do that. He ain't telling us to do that. I said, he ain't, God should have to tell you to do this. As you look at these problems, you should want to do it. Yeah, the church you is supposed to run it. the community. That's right. Mm-hmm. You should want to do it. But you, but we don't want to call them selfish, and we don't want to call them carnal, because we look at them as our spiritual leaders in a way that we shouldn't. We shouldn't look at them mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But when you say that, oh, you're judging. I say, I'm not judging. Listen, uh, if John the Baptist came today, we wouldn't want to receive John the Baptist. Because John right. the Baptist would be much worse than I am. <laughs> but I'm just pointing out some glaring things as we look at this division within culture and the responsibility of black people to be what we're supposed to be in Christ in our communities. There's no reason in my city that we should not. That's why I'm working real hard to get my city off the ground. I'm taking 30% of all my money and bring it back in my city to start a movement so we can show what a black soul should look like, but a black man running, where black folks doing stuff that are not Arabs, that are not Indians, that are all these other folks, and these don't got millions of dollars. But when I say that, oh, I'm judging. Oh, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be calling them out like that. I say, why not? Mm. 
That's your mm-hmm. money. You're giving your tithes and offerings into a carnal situation while you're getting sermons that are not producing nothing but telling you you're going to make it, you're going to be all right, God's going to do this. You should know that by now. That's right. You should be looking for productivity. Yes. But we can't say that kind of thing like that because, you know, you're judging people, Pastor Dukes, and you just don't have a large congregation. And Oh, I can sing. I could be in, doing my thing getting paid. Not doing what I'm doing now, but I got called. And so we don't understand prophetic ministry. We don't understand as a people what we're supposed to be doing because we got these bad examples that promote themselves as spiritual, and they're not spiritual. They're carnal in nature. But if you spend some time fasting and praying, say, God, show this to me. Is this true? My Lord. And if you're not Isn't entertaining, you won't have a large congregation. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. there you go. You're telling the truth. What I'm trying to just say is this. In my city, let me tell you all something I said. We need to, in my city, I'm trying to make my city an example to the nation of getting rid of the drug retail market that they don't have in North Palm Beach because the church must be the God in life. And I'm going to say this right here. I hope a whole bunch of y'all listening, and you better catch this real good. You can't be ecumenical. See, mm-hmm. and the founding fathers, when I say what ecumenical, ecumenical means when people of all faith come together because we all got one common goal talking about God, yeah. the Muslims, the Baha'i, the Buddhists, yeah. the Deists, and you yeah. Christians, y'all come on in too. No, the devil is a liar. Mm-hmm. That's ecumenicalism. It must be us Baptists, Pentecostal, Church of God in Christ, Apostolic, a holy temple number one, two, three with the red roof on the head. Y'all who wear the little dollies on your head that look like tablecloths. If you know Jesus, we need to be working together because we can do what they can't do. But the enemy has messed us up in our head so much we, about what real ministry is. Come on, man. Tell the truth. You can't mm-hmm. work with no Muslim and accomplish nothing for God because he's not going to share his glory with another. No. See, to do that, that means you have to actually study the word. And people don't go to church for the word. Uh-huh. Right. Bless people Bless go to church. And me and some friends and I were talking. People go to church if the choir is good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you get yeah, some free, right. if they're going to feed you after service. All right. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and that's right. Listen, but if I the run, word, that's right. They don't want to get They don't want to hear. They don't want to see real. They don't want to see real ministry. Listen, I run one of the worst neighborhoods in my city. I have. I had before I got sick. I had about twenty some members. Then when I got sick, they left because uh, they couldn't take over. I um, if you go on uh-huh. my page, you are gonna see my light show on uh, Philip Dukes on Facebook. You'll see my light show in there because my building only holds about fifty people. But what happened was. When I was up on this corner, I took this corner, right? I don't even have a, mm-hmm. a, a $1,800 a month budget. I just do pay bills. People didn't want to do ministry. Now, as long as I was talking about reach up and grab it, you can have it, and breaking generational curses, which is uh-huh. no such thing as generational uh-huh. curse, and, and doing all that crazy stuff, folks, they get excited about that. But when you talk about doing ministry in a low place, bringing things all up right. in your city, going on the devil's territory where he's manifesting uh-huh. his foolishness all right. and shining the light, we don't want to have nothing to do with that. I'm talking, I'm talking black right now. Mm-hmm. Black pastors don't even want to do that. All of them come to church. God didn't tell them to come to church. He told us to go to them. And I run this neighborhood. And if I and if I and the more people, if I had more people, I'd be running this city. 
You couldn't sell dope in my city if, if I had a church of, of, of at least 90 people. You couldn't sell dope in this city. All right, I wouldn't allow it. Every time you shut up, I shut you down. Mm. But we don't think ministry like that. We don't think dominion ministry. Our dominion mm-hmm. ministry means that when you're going to take advantage, uh, stop the devil from uh, messing up your finances, when the devil ain't mess your finances up, you think sale means I need to go buy something. That's why you jacked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see sale, that means I go buy. That's right. Yeah. Your bad money spent. The devil ain't got your money. But we teach dumb stuff like that and jump into it. Well, God's going to erase all my debt. Well, give them people their stuff back then. You want your debt erased? <laughs> That's stuff you and I ain't got debt with. Go get it back. <laughs> Take it back down there. <laughs> yeah, we need a Philip Duke power. I don't care what y'all say. Yeah. Yeah. Take That's what I like. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The Philip Duke's power, our power. Hey, hey, hour of power. That's what it is. We got to work together and be an example. Because, listen, this Jesus, this Jesus who is Yeshua, our Mashiach, he's real. This is not a figment of our imagination. Thank you. All right, now. He's real. And if you'd like to sow it to this ministry. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't know him. I don't I believe in Oprah. I ain't never met her. You get a call, you get a call, you get a call. I ain't never met her. I believe in her though. They told me she real, I seen her on TV. I don't think she a hologram. But I know Jesus. I don't believe in Jesus. I know him. You ain't never we don't know him. Come on now, tell it. Well, right now, know. where you are, right now, where you are, put your hand on your radio. Don't forget about the person that came here. Look here, look here. Don't forget about the person that came here. Part two and three on the Christian Church in, in Black Ooh. America. So right now we gotta go to inspiration corner because a lot of us gonna need some uplifting today. Because I'm telling you, oh, I, say, I am a brother. You don't step all on the earplugs. You don't step all on the earlobe. You don't step all on the retina. I need to help. I'm coming back to help Philip. Like all right. <laughs> all right, right here, right here. You heard it on Glorious Gospel Vibes, Dr. Philip Duke. Go to his page and make that noise. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> you heard him say, go to his page, Dr. Philip Duke on Facebook. Go to his no, page. No, just Philip Duke. Just Philip Duke. Just Philip Duke. Got gotcha. go, you. Just a gold microphone. If you don't have a gold microphone, that ain't me. All right. The gold microphone. <laughs> I'm Prophetess Arctis McRae, and I'm going to hit it, and I hope that you get it. Today, I'm going to talk about the announcement to Mary, coming from St. Luke 126 and 38. 
And the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin and sprouts to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin name was Mary. And the angel came into her and said, Hail thou that thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among the women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of the kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall it be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. And the angel departed from her. Loved ones, I'm going to leave with you these thoughts. Jesus is the reason for the season. Christmas is a special time to reflect on Jesus. To wonder of his lowly birth brings meaning to our life. There really is no other season we celebrate this day. The birth of God's precious son and the life he's willing to give. But so much seems to distract us in the business of our lives. We lose our focus in all the happenings, not knowing we leave out Christ. We lose sight of the true meaning as we endlessly rush about, trying to find that perfect gift, seem to cloud out sages out. We need to stop and reflect a while, remembering our precious Lord, his birth, his life, his sacrifice, and all that he stands for. For though the world may celebrate, it seems though for other reasons, let's keep in mind that Jesus Christ is the true meaning of the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. I'm Prophetess Arcus McRae. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. I love you. I'm out of here. It's the reason for the season. Yes, he is, and we're going to be up out of here. We love you. Right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes, we thank the prophetess, Arcus McCray, for that uplifting message. I'm telling you, we need it. We got to have it. And I tell you, all you listeners, we'll be back here next week. With, uh, Dr. Philip Deuce is going to continue what he was saying about the Christian church in Black America. Yeah. Ready? Tune in next week for another edition of Glorious Gospel Vibes.
does your work in our tone We'll be sitting in the corner, the telephone As you know we're not wrong We won't change our tone, we won't